Psalm 91. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say, the Lord is my refuge, and you make the Most High your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. I will. 
never stop working you never stop you never stop working and even when i don't see it you're working and even when i don't feel it you're working you never stop you never stop working you never stop you never stop working and even when i don't see it you work and even when i don't feel it you work I want you to remember that God, God's created everything you see. He breathed it into existence. You remember when his people were caught up in slavery? He rescued them. What he did was he parted the sea and he made a way for them. And then he delivered their enemies to them and he unlocks wounds and he provides water from a rock and he provides manna from heaven and he brought down the walls of Jericho. He froze the sun allowing victory. He's toppled giants with tiny stones. He's brought fire from heaven. He shut the mouths of lions. He preserved life in the belly of a well. He's fed thousands with a few loaves. He gives the weak strength. He heals the sick. He's made the the blind see, the deaf ear, the mute speak, the lame walk, and he's overcome evil, and he's made a way through death for you and me by the death and the resurrection of the Son, Jesus Christ, that we will live with him forever. We will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever and ever and ever. What are we afraid of? His resume is flawless. 
He controls everything. And he loves you. There's got to be more than going back and forth. Doing right to doing wrong. As we were taught that you we all will come getting right by behind me. Doing wrong with everybody. Thinking there's worth in what you do. And I can hear a hook touch the stage when we're on the edge of our seat. Saying it's too late. Let me introduce you to amazing grace No matter the bumps, no matter the bruises, no matter the scars Still the truth is the cross has made, the cross has made you fallen No matter the hurt, we have it Cross has made you fallen. Could it possibly be that we simply can't believe that this unconditional kind of love will be enough? Well, take a filthy wretch like this, wrap him up in righteousness. That's exactly what he did. No matter the bumps, no matter the bruises, no matter. Still the truth is the cross has made The cross has made you flawless No matter the hurt How did the wound is No matter the pain Still the truth is the cross has made The cross has made you flawless to grace, grace, God's grace. No matter the bumps, no matter the bruises, no matter the scars, still the truth is the cross has made, the cross has made you flawless. No matter the pain, we still do the truth is the Truth is the cross has made, the cross has made you fallen. No matter what they say or who you think you are, the day you call his name, he made you fallen. He made you fallen. No matter the bumps. 
Still the truth is the cross has made The cross has made you flawless We live, we move, and have our being in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you caught the pre-service little video I did, I talked about uh, the question I asked the group of people we met with yesterday, you know, when did the coronavirus start? And a lot of people thought, well, it's the end of December. Well, the truth is, because of sin, um, we've had issues ever since Adam and Eve. And it has woven itself throughout the course of human history. And it's something that we are impacted by today. And we're feeling it. We feel the trial, the trouble, the hurt, the ache, the wonder. That's why for us to pause, to reflect, to admit that there is sin in me, in you, in this world. And then we turn to our Savior. Let's pray. Oh, good and gracious God, we come before you and, and we do admit, yes, sin exists. It exists in me and it exists in all of us. And in this time, in this world, in our country, in our state, right here in Columbus, uh, we're experiencing the effect of sin. And it's caused all kinds of things. It's caused fear and worry and, and wonder. So we come before you today because you're the God of the universe, powerful enough to make the heavens and the earth get personal enough to know what's going on in our life, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And we thank you that your answer to this dilemma is the sending of your son and the victory that he won on the cross for all of us. So may your Holy Spirit give us such a faith to turn to him to turn to him for the grace and mercy and peace that only he can give. Thank you, Father, for all the blessings and for your love for us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You say, come just as you are. Skin and bones smell like a bar. You sure you want me there this way? Okay. Well, I'm on my way. I grab this bottle just in case. I'm just too ashamed to pray I'm bringing this burden to you now Yeah, the prodigal son returns The only way that I know how The only way that I know how Gonna drive my steel horse down to the altar Put my hands on the tank and pray Lord, I ain't got much to offer And I ain't trying to die this way So may this bottle be the body 
Well, we don't want to miss an opportunity to be able to have a kid's message. So, Greg, it's all yours, and I'll be the kid. All right, great. Um, so, a couple weeks ago, when we began this um, Up, In, and Out uh, series, we had 3D glasses. So, the kids got to put 3D glasses on, got to look at some images up on the screen, and got to see how they came to life. Right? So we looked at images and a cannon was actually coming out of the screen. And we remembered that Jesus said in John 10, 10, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And Jesus really showed us that in his life. He lived a full three-dimensional life up with his heavenly father, in with his disciples that he called to himself, and then out into the world that needed, needed his love, his forgiveness, his healing. And in thinking about this three-dimensional life, it makes me think of a stool. A three-legged stool. So I thought we'd build a three-legged stool. Sounds All good right. to me. So got some legs and got a, a top here. So we'll put some legs on. So if we're thinking about a stool, 
that's probably not enough. Not enough. No. All right. I wouldn't sit on it. You okay? Good. Well, let's let's add some to it then. Here's another leg. That's probably better, but we should probably go with three. All right. And there we go. Do you do this often? I don't. I'm real. It's probably a good thing that I'm a potter instead of a carpenter, because there's my three-legged stool. What do you think? Is that one that you I would use? I don't want to tell you what I'm thinking. Okay. <laughs> is it a three-legged stool? It certainly is a three-legged stool by a fool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, would you say we probably need to do something different? I, I drastically different. Drastically different. Let's try. We'll swap this leg out and see what happens. Let's go with this one. There we go. It's still not. I'll on. say it's getting closer. It is closer, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, not totally level. But you know what? None of us really perfectly live the life God calls us to live. Um, but this makes me think of this three-dimensional life, right? We live um, up, in, and out. We have three dimensions. The stool has three legs. Um, they can represent up, in, and out. And just like when one of them is really out of whack, it might tip over, fall. It doesn't work really well. Um, and as we build this three-dimensional life, as we build a stool, we need to pay attention, I guess, to each leg so that one isn't totally out of whack or that we have all three. Um, but you know what? This really is a better picture of, of who we are because none of us do it perfectly. But even though none of us live that three-dimensional life perfectly, up with our Heavenly Father, in with our brothers and sisters in Christ, and out into this world, um, Jesus loves us. He died for us. Um, he is always with us to help us live this life that he calls us to live. So we can remember that, we can be thankful of that, um, yet we can always kind of be mindful of how each of those three legs are doing in our lives so that we can live with him. All right. Sounds good to me. Yeah? Good, good idea. All you right. want to lead us in prayer? Yeah, let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you uh, that you sent Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you love us, that you lived the perfect life that we obviously, obviously cannot um, but God, help us to uh, look to Jesus as the example for our life, that we may live more like you, Jesus, and please forgive us uh, in the times where we don't. Help us to rely on you and to look to you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. And would you do me a favor? Would you just stay right here? I'll do that. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to start out my sermon, and I'm going to come. I got some questions for you. Okay, great. Great. All right, this idea of up, in, and out is something that we're trying to communicate uh, to, to you today, actually throughout the month of March, but it's really something that's been communicated by God through his word from the very beginning. And I want to just take you on a journey, uh, at least talk about, you know, where we're going to talk today. So if I can have the next slide, we're going to be talking about exploring and having faith in life, and there's that word, together. And uh, so we're going to look at that. But where, where did we go last week? Uh, the next slide tells us 
that we experience God's presence wherever he is. I came across a passage in the book of Hebrews that paints a beautiful picture of this up experience that God desires to have with us. So I'd like to share with you from Hebrews chapter 10. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, with your hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. For me, it brings us back into the time of the Old Testament where there was the tabernacle or the temple and where the concept for the children of Israel was that's where God was. He was located in just one place and one location and you got to go to him. Well, we have now learned over the course of history that God addressed that and he decided to come down to this earth and to show his love and his grace and his mercy, especially through Jesus. And the life that Christ lived is, well, I'll just say, real human flesh and blood of how much he cares for humanity. And so this up starts from God coming down to this earth, communicates to us the extent of his love, and then what he wants you and me to do is to respond back and to show him our thanksgiving, to give him our praise, to go to him in prayer. And the beautiful thing is, it's not just limited to the four walls of a church. We can experience the presence of God wherever we go, and we can worship him wherever we are, and we're experiencing some of that right now. Can you imagine if it was only limited to the four walls of a church and with this coronavirus thing going on and people concerned? That's the wisdom of God. That's how he has been moving in a powerful way for people like you and me. And wherever we are now, he is with us. In fact, that's what Jesus said in Matthew 28. I will be with you always to the very end of the age. That we have confidence in. Well, as we shift gears and we talk about another direction, let's have the next slide as we talk about exploring faith and life together. So if I can have the Hebrews passage. The writer to the Hebrews says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And then we have the list. Stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some. And I'm going to stop there. We only have a couple people in church here today, but we're still meeting together. I'm sure that the writer to the Hebrews had no idea of the digital world that was going to be coming 2,000 years later, but we're still able to meet together, again, by the grace of God and by his love. And then thirdly, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And so as we talk about this, this other aspect of in, what does this look like? I remember a pastor that I follow and I read and I watch and, and I just think he is so uh, profound in his imagery. 
And he talked about the imagery of a, of a house and the different rooms that can be found in the house. And let's have the, uh, the architect drawing up there, if you would. Uh, here's a, here's a, a map, a blueprint, and you see three things there, a foyer, um, a living room, and a kitchen. And let me just uh, walk you through the definitions that I have for them. So the word foyer, the place in your home that serves as the welcome area for friends and guests. Now, when you get to the foyer or the entryway, you don't spend a lot of time there. You, you talk about things, but nothing really in-depth. But it is together. You are connecting. You're greeting and welcoming and, and loving one another. But I don't think you would keep somebody just in the foyer for a couple hours. Something else happens. That's where we get to the living room. The living room, a room in a home with sofas, chairs, etc. for social activities, entertaining guests, and etc. And it's kind of that place where you can sit down, you can put your feet up, maybe you even have a, a beverage, and you're, you're just doing life together. And you have all kinds of conversations that can take it. And often it's very entertaining when you can be in a living room with the right people. I'll just say right people. Uh, let's go to the third one. And this is the kitchen. It's a room or place for the preparation and cooking of food. Now that by itself, you, you're saying, okay, how, how is this important? But let me give you at least my experience. All right, in, in my years, when you get to the kitchen, you sit down at that table, and you start having conversations that can last a, a little while or a long while. In fact, I'll tell you the story. When I was dating Kristen, and um, I was just getting to know her and her family, and there would be this Sunday meal. You know how long that moment would last? Do you know what an eternity is? That's what it felt like. But literally, it was sometimes three hours long where we would be sitting there having conversation around the table. And I'm saying, I didn't do this. I had a TV table, and I'd be sitting there on a Sunday afternoon. Guess what, guess what I was doing? Watching football. Not just any football, but the Green Bay Packers, right? And so here I am, loving this gal. She's really pretty and nice, getting to know the family, and I'm putting up with this three-hour experience. But let me tell you, I got to know her family better. This faith and life together, so many different ways we can do it. But again, a beautiful uh, illustration of God's desire for people like you and me to get to know each other and to grow with each other and to learn from one another. Now that's why I asked Greg to be here. So I'm going to make my way over there and we're going to have a conversation about this up, in, and out, but specifically, we're going to talk about this in, and what does it mean, what does it look like? So maybe let's start out with the goal. I mean, there's a, there's a purpose for everything. Yeah. Um, so if, as we're talking about up, in, and out, specifically the in, what's the goal for that? What are we hoping to accomplish in our life, right? Yeah. But sure. also in the life of the congregation and our community. Sure, sure. Ultimately, it, it's deeper unity and community. And if we think about creation, right, we are created in the image of God. Um, when he made Adam, he said it's not good for man to be alone, so he created a helper. There's, there's this idea of being together with others, and even God himself is a triune God. 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, three persons, but have been eternally um, in unity, in community together. And then as we are created in the image of God, we are made to reflect and to represent God. So in order to do that better, we need to be in unity and community with others. Mm. Okay. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a st strong statement. While that is God's really big desire that we do that and experience that and, and be blessed by it, there's also another entity that says, mm, I don't think so. I don't want that to happen. So yeah. what is it that gets in the way of this deepening relationship that maybe God, uh, that God is really wanting in us? Yeah, uh, ultimately, it's like you mentioned earlier, sin, right? And however that is displayed or, or manifested, whether that's the coronavirus, which physically is actually keeping us separate at the moment um, to help um, reduce the, the spread. But then also, you just think about our maybe idol of comfort. Sometimes it, we have to get outside of our comfort zone to get to know people, to go and talk to someone you don't know. Um, there's busyness, um, you know, that just gets in the way. And it's actually, I've heard busyness used as an acronym called Buried Under Satan's Yoke, which I thought is really good. I don't know who coined that phrase, but um, Satan would love to keep us busy so that we are distracted from our, our up with God and our in with each other. Wow. So, you know, God understands this, right? Yeah. He, he understands that we're, we live in an imperfect world and we have our sin. We have other people's sin. So how can we accomplish this? How can we, in, in maybe in practical ways, you know, do this deepening relationship? Sure, sure. Um, really taking advantage of our, the natural rhythms in our lives to include others in it. Um, we think most people eat three meals a day, um, unless you're intermittent, intermittently fasting. Um, maybe you're not eating breakfast. Maybe, you're, But anyways, say, say there's two meals a day that you have an opportunity to include others in. You know, that's 14 opportunities that people are going to eat lunch, dinner, where you can Im involve other people in that to spend time, like, like you say, in the kitchen, getting to know people a little, little bit better. Um, we, have, we provide opportunities um, in the things that we do here in church as far as, um, you know, we have exploration on Wednesday nights, typically, <laughs> um, where we come together to explore faith and life together. That's part of a, a natural rhythm. We have uh, Tuesdays over lunch, our lunch group, that we, we're reading God's word independently throughout the week, but then we come together over lunch on Tuesdays to discuss what God has been teaching us, and so we explore that faith and life together that way. So it's really, without adding a lot to your, to your schedule, our already busy schedule that we talk about, taking advantage of those rhythms that are already part of life to be um, in contact and, and building relationships with others. Wow. And, and one thing I, and I'm going to talk about in just a moment, you really can't pull apart the up, in, and out. No. I would liken it to the Trinity. It's really a part of a whole. It's the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. But there's different ways in which God expresses himself to people like you and me. And it's part of our everyday life. And I would say this up, in, and out, as we're going to be talking throughout the month of March, is really much the same where it you know, we, we experience up and, and out, whether it's in corporate worship or privately on our own. I mean, it just is a, it's a gift that God has given to the church. 
Absolutely. It's his idea, yeah. right? Yeah. So thank you yeah. so much. Thank you. God bless you. I got a little bit more of my sermon to go, so All right. listen Talk carefully. Hope you can find a seat out there. <laughs> I'll try. All right. The remainder of this message... I'm just going to share with you several verses, one after another, and I'm not going to do them all because at the end of the month, I'm going to be giving you a gift, and it's called the one another picture, and this goes back many years ago where my wife um, asked somebody to take the Bible verses and do calligraphy, and it's really beautiful, and you'll just see all the different one another's, but here are a couple of them that I would like to share with you. So let's just walk through here. Acts chapter 1, verse 14. All these, with one accord, were devoting themselves to prayer together with the women and the Mary, uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. The next scripture, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and, and generous hearts. Again, in Acts 4. When they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. Further in Acts, when Peter realized that he had been delivered, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose, whose other name was Mark, where many were gathered together and were praying. Acts 13, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Acts 16. At about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. And then from John 13, a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. Pretty important words. And uh, if I can get back to the, the last slide. I want to end with this today. And it's just something I added this morning. Because as I was thinking our journey and thinking of the things that we're dealing with as a, a community and as a congregation. There is something in fact, there is only one thing that will give us assurance and peace and hope. And Paul was addressing this to the church in Corinth. He says, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will raise us also with Jesus and bring us with you into his presence. So we do not lose heart. Though the outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. And I want to challenge you to take this scripture and take, take the Bible. Read it, learn from it, digest it, live by it. And may the resurrection of Jesus Christ, which again as a church we're going to celebrate um, in several weeks. The resurrection of Jesus Christ changed the course of human history. Instead of going on this path towards death and destruction, we have a path that has been marked out for us. 
lived out for us. This Jesus who died and rose again from the dead so that we can have life. Yeah, life even when there's chaos. Yes, life even when we have uncertainty. We have life in Jesus, and that is the only thing that is eternal. So may God's Holy Spirit stir within us a greater awareness that we would be resurrection people today and tomorrow and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. hidden there's never been a moment you were forgotten you are not hopeless though you have been broken your innocence stolen I hear you whisper underneath your breath I hear It's true.
us pray. Heavenly Father, Scripture says the earth is yours and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. You have this and you have us. Our peace is in you. We lift up our prayers to you this morning. Prayers for Herbert Magana on dialysis. Prayers for healing and restoration. For peace to be more prevalent than fear. Prayers for comfort and peace and healing. A prayer being lifted for my son-in-law for rest and recovery. Wedding blessings to Derek and Lindsay Nelson who were married yesterday. Prayers for Justin, Larry, Tim, Jody, and Steve as they who once walked away and now on the path of faith, running back to you, Lord Jesus. Give me the wisdom and open heart to lead them back to you. Prayers of wonder and concern, frustration and confusion with the coronavirus. For wisdom and strength for our leaders, for those we love, and prayers for protection for all people. For those who work in healthcare and need your protection from the virus so that they can continue to be of service to everyone. Gracious God, your word also says we are to trust in you with all our heart and not to lean on our own understanding. We thank you for hearing all our prayers, spoken and unspoken. We place all our cares, our worries, and concerns at the foot of the cross through your son, Jesus, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The community of faith in Jesus Christ is what unites us. And I thought it would be a beautiful moment for us wherever we are um, throughout this world to be able to share this faith that unites us and calls us and strengthens us in this journey. So let's share together using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried, he descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen share with you now the blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.
Amen. Greg, come on over here. Uh, we just have two announcements to make, and this is my challenge for all of us. I believe now, maybe more than any other time, in, at least in my life, the church needs to be the church. Throughout history, and I've been doing a lot of reading of how the Christian church has responded to catastrophes and things like this. The church has been that bright beacon of hope that's sh really shone through all kinds of darkness in, we'll just say, the last 2,000 years. It's time for us to, to really pray about this and be even more intentional in shining the light of Jesus. And I just want to give you an example. You know, I get this uh, Facebook message. That's the beauty of Facebook. Uh, one of our members messages me just uh, probably five minutes before the service and says, Pastor, I'm willing to help anybody who can't get out to get groceries or whatever, or take them to the doctor. And my phone number is, I won't give it out here, uh, but here it is. This is the church in action. This is where we get to now take what we know, this resurrection of Christ and the hope we have, and start interacting with others. And yeah, that social distance thing is there, and I get that, but we can use technology. We can maybe stop by our neighbor, and we could just talk through the door and ask how they're doing. Uh, we can pray with them and for them. I mean, so many different ways we can do. So please, start thinking about that. All right? Secondly, I just want to call us to start gathering together, even in small groups of whatever. I, you know, the CDC has their, their comments and their thoughts. Whatever you feel comfortable with, maybe start gathering together for prayer, for reading of the Scripture, and, and supporting each other. I mean, that's what helped the early church as they were starting to go through all sorts of trial as well. So please think about that. Thirdly, we want to be in contact with you. So I'm going to turn this over to Greg because I call him the guru. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, so we, in thinking about this in, right, we want to stay connected. We want to be able to communicate with you any updates we have, as well as just stay connected as a church family. A couple ways we can do that on our website, 1cchurch.com. Click on weekly happenings. That's our, our weekly email that goes out. If you're not currently getting it, um, you can email us. Make sure we have your email address. You can also download the Church Center app on your phone, and in there you can update your profile, so make sure we have the most current and up-to-date email address, phone number, so that we can get a hold of you. Also, there's um, ways to get connected in groups, um, announcements as far as events and things that like that. Um, so it's a great tool to stay connected digitally. Um, and then also on the weekly happenings, you can click and subscribe to it as well with your email address. So um, love to stay connected during this time as well. Yeah, and I'll just say this too, whether you're a member, non-member, it doesn't matter. Um, if you would like to receive information from us and invite for mission ministry opportunities or things that we have to offer, you know, you can let us know. You don't have to be a member, but we will we'll minister to you and with you. So just let us know if you could and uh, make some contact and we will make sure that uh, we reach out to you um, in times of need and enjoy too. All right, that's it. We have another song. Let's sing. Chasing after this 
This world makes me tired And praising my own name leaves me dry There's gotta be so much more to life than this Sunday. Have a great week.